Awesome date. July 13th, 2009. Awesome topic. You know, deaf sites just aren't for those lame gas Gundam Wing Yowie bitch fanfics. This is the Awesome Cast. And welcome back to the Awesome Cast, your podcast for everything awesome. I'm Basil. I'm Kevin. I'm Rail. And that's us. So we're back yet another week, two weeks in a row. We're back in the groove, doing our thing. You know what I'm saying? Good stuff. Maybe I know Good what stuff. you're saying. You you better know what I'm saying. Basil, you fail. I think I know what you're saying. F you, Rail. F you. So, anyways, in case you haven't heard. We're doing a new contest. We're asking you about stuff we want, we should read, and people have answered. Give me those books, Kevin. Here are the first two books in my hands that we're gonna we're gonna try out. We have first got Black Magic Woman from uh, Justin Gustianus. That may or may not be how it's pronounced. Also, The Way of Shadows, Brent Weeks. You know, so there we go. One looks like it's more modern, dark fantasy. The other one looks like it's a little more high fantasy, but uh, it's a basil. You can't judge a book thing. by its cover. Well, it's right now. It's all we've got. <laughs> uh, I know that the way a shout says it's the perfect killer has no friends, only targets. Dude, he's hardcore. Whereas the Black Magic one has Black Magic Woman is the best manuscript I've ever been asked to read. Keep an eye on Justin Gustianus. You'll be seeing more of him soon. Jim Butcher. It's the only manuscript he's ever been asked to read, however, so maybe that doesn't count. I don't know. I mean, uh, Terry Brooks seemed to be liking uh, Way of the Shadows. I don't know. Sometimes I like Terry Brooks. Sometimes he's long-winded and annoying. Well, he says, I was memorized from start to finish. Unforgettable characters, a plot that kept me guessing, nonstop action, and the kind of in-depth storytelling that makes me admire a writer's work. Terry Brooks. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, uh, so, which one do you want, Kevin? I call dibs on the the good one. <laughs> the, the good one. <laughs> we haven't even read these yet. You can't just make some snap judgments like that. We gotta... Okay, I call dibs on the one Jim Butcher endorsed. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'll take Wave Shadows and we'll switch off after we're done. We'll see how that works. <laughs> but that does not mean that you can't still enter this wonderful contest. All it takes is you send us an email, awesomecast at gmail.com, and let us know what kind of books, novels, if you will, that you'd like us to read. No Terry, well, I guess you can recommend Terry Pratchett, but uh, no Twilight and no Laurel K. Hamilton past um, book for the Anita Blake series. So, of course, you can always leave us an email, a uh, voicemail, not an email, a voicemail. Well, I guess you could leave us an email for whatever the hell, but... Also voicemail, area code 206-202-0071. Just talk to us. We'd like to hear from you. Of course, there's also the website, awesomecast.gmail.com. You can check out the Index of Awesome, all our past shows, as well as leave comments in the various comment sections. We read them all. So Sometimes we even respond. Sometimes we do, but you'll never know until you try. So you best get on that. I hate her forum. Well, it was free. It was given to us. Yeah, that's why yeah, I, hate I don't it. like the forum either. But um, I do totally respond to comments on the actual. Okay, list. now, if say we 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 got our own forum, would you rather use that or yeah, if we just posted an action our actual forum we have now? I don't know. Maybe readers, listeners, whatever the hell we have. Maybe because that forum already has a set user base that they, that they can 
Yeah, yeah but I on. haven't seen much uh, leakage from the other subjects on the forum to our forum. Well, a lot of our hits comes from the Dead Parties network. Hmm. Like, it does. We do get a lot of hits from them. But I will look forward to the day when we can have our own forum. At I the really moment, won't. I don't think any forum we have would be any more active than what it is now. Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem I have with it. But, you know, having having the forum on another website sort of is an additional turnoff to me, at least. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw this to our readers. Let us know what you think. Would you like an actual awesome cast hosted forum? Or would you actually post in the current form we already have, if, say, we actually actually posted in those. Now, remember, my opinion doesn't count because I'm only one person. It's true. So that's why we're asking you for your opinions to begin with. But even one vote counts, so tell us what you one think. One vote will not count if it's only my vote. Well, yes, but if there's a hundred one vote. So say, shut, rail the hell up. Yeah. And talk to us. So shall we move on into the world of awesome? I the world I of say awesome. so. Then we shall head in into the world of awesome. Google Chrome has decided to get its own Japanese web manga. In case you didn't know about it, Google Chrome is the awesome new browser by Google. It's got lots of crazy new technologies at play. Like, you can it's actually threaded, which means nothing to me and possibly to some, only to some of you. But you can actually read about it because they got Scott McCloud to do a webcomic about it, which you can read. It explains in detail about all the sorts of things this Google web browser can do. So they decided to uh, do the same thing for Japan. So they got, what's his face? The Japanese artist, Yunatabutabush. You, oh, you say that. Oh, wait, what? They have that name right there. Yutampo Shirane? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Utanpo Shirane. The uh, the important thing is is that they've got a picture of a dude in a Dragon Ball Z outfit, freaking doing a uh, Kamehameha, but it has the Google logo inside of the fireball. And I think that's newsworthy. The Akira Toriyama's attorneys will be uh, suing Google as we speak. <laughs> no way! It totally looks like a different style. There's the gee. Hey, and uh, we're getting Ponyo. We're getting freaking Ponyo. Which, of course, I mean, it's the new Miyazaki film. You might actually see it in a theater near you, which is the crazy thing. But... Uh, apparently, they're trying to get the largest um, theater base they've gotten yet. I think we're getting it in Huntsville, Alabama. So that means it's probably going to be everywhere. And the release is August 14th. So we're just throwing it out there now. Ponyo's good stuff. It's very... Trippy. It's trippy. It's definitely one of those more, much more fairy tale like uh, movies. It's actually pretty pretty good. And you better love coelacanths. That's all I'm saying. And hey, I mean, it's it, they got a pretty good cast for it. Kate Blanchett, Matt Damon, Tina Fey. Yeah, I watched Thirty Rock. I know what's up. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Five bucks says he's the wizard. I think he is. <laughs> so yeah, good good. Kate Blanchett's got to be like the chick who's the ocean goddess. Chick. Yes. Speaking of movies. Movies, you say? I say movies. Well, what do you say, Kevin? I say not only is Macross Frontier getting one movie, it's getting two, two movies. movies. The first one is your usual anime, well, let's sum up the TV show in a movie movie. Second movie, more story, new story. Hopefully some kind of interesting story. We hope. but <laughs> Maybe he'll kick Ronka Lee to the curb like she deserves. Yeah. Or she'll get drug off by a Vajra and unspeakable things will be done to her. But just Like on, she deserves. Just not on camera because it's not that kind of film. Can I have her cell phone? Yes. yes I can. don't know what you want to do with that cell phone. That's actually kind of an awesome cell phone. It is. In a creepy that's, sort of that's way. That's the future. But yeah, Macross. Macross is awesome. Will, will your hair do the whole Ronka thing where it sort of moves by itself in a very moe moe oh, fashion? no, no. No, you then, have, you, then you can't have you it. You have to have alien parasites what? infesting your stomach before your hair can do that. And you can't use the phone until you have your hair can do that. Therefore, you first need to get the the intestine the intestines disease ridden yeah. by aliens. And then you have to train your hair to do that. 
And of course, there's a better than like 90% chance those same old parasites will crawl into your brain and kill you. So it uh. just sucks. <laughs> so do you really want this phone? I still do. do you really? oh, okay, well. <laughs> well, you can have it then. <laughs> if you can take it from her dead, cold corpse. Go for it. I wish you luck. Thanks. Man, I remember when I liked Ronka. Very early in the show. Oh, well. Those times are past. <laughs> it's all about the Cheryl Gnome. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, I don't even know where to go with the sound like thing I have. I, it's, uh, I mean, you know, they Japan loves to dub things. Everything's. Everything. And, you know, they get many of the voice actors we know and love and such to do voices. But For example? Uh, Toshiko Seki. Um, he is a... Well, you know, these aren't any of the things I know him as. But he's totally Alexander in the uh, Reign, the Conqueror. You know, the anime about Alexander the Great. And Asuka's father in Ava. I also know him as uh, the... Uh, crap. You know, villain guy from My Hime is also this guy. And he's also in that live action thing you watch. Oh, well, yeah, he's also Momotaros in Common Rider Den O, but he is the 10th Doctor, played by David Tennant in the British show, but dubbed by Toshihiko Seki. And by Doctor, you mean Doctor Who? Oh, yes, the, I do mean Doctor Who. Doctor Who? You know, I forget if you say the Doctor, people have no clue what you're talking about. I just want to make sure everyone understands Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Time traveler, shit happens. You know, it's kind of like the sci-fi show equivalent of Grand Theft Auto because they can pretty much have anything happen. But the article is really interesting in that the Japanese bitch about dubcasts as much as we do. Apparently. So. And Maya Sakamoto plays one of the Doctor's many companions also, who is uh, probably best known for Hitomi in Vision of Escaflone. And if you don't know her, it's Hitomi and Vision of Escaflone. Watch Vision of Escaflone. What the hell is wrong with you people? I don't know. What is wrong with you people? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know. This is not one of my favorite little news things I've ever been handed, which is a shame. So move on to the next one. I'm out. That's the only two I have. Okay, well then, Brad, go for it. You're okay. Brad some news. Good news, everybody. Good news. About the state of the uh, anime industry in the United States... U.S. anime sales have dropped only 2% uh, between the first quarter of 2009 versus the first quarter of 2008. Woohoo! We're sucking less! As opposed to an 11% drop between the first quarter of 2008 and the first quarter of 2007. So, the industry in terms of, uh, I guess these are DVD and manga sales... Uh, has sort of stabilized despite the fact that the economy is going in the crapper only in the past year. So anime sales suck far less than anticipated. Yes, and they sucked, uh, and they sucked a full year before everything else. Yeah. So that's it, it's good. I mean, it's not great that it's still dropping, but it's dropping slowly. And they do list some of the titles that are on, for instance, the top 25 manga properties of the spring of this year. Yeah. Uh, and then they further break that down in the top 10 shonen shoujo. And then they also have the top 10 anime properties. I thought it was interesting that, you know, like, you know the top one manga of spring 2009 is Naruto, of course. But well, the top second one is actually Fruits Basket, which yes. continually amazes me. A lot of the top me. ten actually surprised me. Well, I mean, um, Vampire Night, I could see, I mean, with, with Twilight yes. being notable. I mean, Bleach and Death Note. Why the but, f- Rosario plus Vampire is up there? What's wrong with you people? And then Chibi Vampire? I mean, okay, I get it. Vampires you like vampires, you but... You like Karin. <laughs> but, you know, I guess Bakugan and... Well, kids like Bakugan. Like, you know, One Piece A needs to be higher. Uh, I'm glad to see a Toman and Skip Beat, you know, kicking it up as well as Haruhi. That, that surprised me. But, you know, they could be higher. They could they can be higher than Rosario plus freaking Chibi Vampire. I just don't get how Fruits Basket is still so popular and still around. That was so, like, 2003 or 2004. And what the hell is up with freaking... I'm looking at the top 10 anime properties for 2009. Number one, Afro Samurai Resurrection. What? You can buy it at Walmart. That's why. Okay, well, it's true. And then it's on Spike, which I guess would make sense. It's on. It's got a major... 
and you it know, has TV the push. power of Samuel L. Jackson. Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, no surprises. I'm surprised Oron is really high, though. Oron is... Well, I mean, they just released the box sets for it. Oh, yeah. okay. It's a good show. Uh. Which I, in my opinion, are overpriced. Why do you pay close to $50 for 13 episodes? Hey, but, it's what we got. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people really like Oron. I mean, the rest are... I can see, I mean... Cowboy Bebop is a classic. I'm surprised Kogias isn't higher. Not really. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, Yu Yu Hakusho. exposure on TV. I mean, if you look at Yu Yu Hakusho, I mean, that's that's not really that different from Dragon Ball Z for the same crowd. Um, Full Metal Alchemist, of course, especially now with the new anime being aired. Yeah. And Japan and online. You know, Pokemon and Bleach are pretty much bastions. As far as America well, goes, I guess it is true because Funimation is very good about putting a lot of their stuff online, and they have what and Cartoon according Network. To, according to this article, they also have uh, like forty percent of the market share in in terms of anime, and I think they know that pretty soon they're they're going to be the only big game in town. So I think Viz and Bandai are still the big that, games. Well, yeah, but they're going to be secondary to Funimation. Funimation will probably hit the fifty percent mark sometime within the next year because ADV's on the ropes, and they have probably I don't know twenty percent. They used to be like the big one. Who would have thought ten years ago? Funimation, where their only big property was Dragon Ball Z, now has all kinds of titles and is, you know, the the number one company. Uh, I'll tell you who. Steve That's Funimation, just... founder of Funimation. Actually, that guy probably doesn't exist. Gen- but he Gen thought Fukunaga it would. Or whatever yeah, he thing. thought it would. Yeah. But sad to say, some of them no longer do exist. Like Central Park Media. Mm-hmm. And Central Park Media, basically, uh, this past weekend at Anime Expo, uh, said goodbye to the anime world. They filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy back in April and closed their doors. And I will miss CPM only because, you know, they were instrumental in in getting Slayers out here. They released so. more really horrible anime OAVs from the 80s than any other company on Earth. And that God thank them for it. Indeed. God thank them for it. And they, they, they released their final, final thing. They put they purchased a full-page advertisement, an anime expos programming guide, and they said, To all CPM fans and friends, it has been a wonderful 20 years working to find great anime and manga to bring to the intention of anime fandom. As the Bible says, to everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. Holy shit, they really said that. Uh, they, they did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. Um, or Ecclesiastes. I, I'm Christian, I can't read the Bible. Ecclesiastes? Yeah, that's it. Maybe. Uh, three, one, three colon one comma two. <laughs> Well, we've done our borning, uh, planting, and plucking up and dying. We've had a ball doing it and getting to know many of you along the way. We thank you all that support us. It's our endeavors. We wish everyone all the best. And as one of our favorite role models once wrote, Nuff said. And that's it for Central Park Media. And manga, manga, software. software sculptors, Binary Media Works, Asian Pulp Cinema, Anime 18. No! CPM Press and Manga and Manga Music. Freaking Asian Pulp Cinema was one of the best things of pushing out like yeah. those crazy like live, you know, action, live action flicks that no one else would publish. No. Though I hear I think here ADV might be picking up the ropes. They do a little and kitty films a bit too. Not as cool of stuff. But it, they will be missed. Yeah. And finally, from us our special news source, Kevin's Live Journal. They're planning to release DMB in the U.S. in the year 2010. I may actually spend money on an H game. I totally wrote that. You totally did write that. <laughs> this morning. <laughs> this morning. So, yeah, your DMB is coming out. Yep. Which is sad for that one guy who was trying to tra- fan translate it and it's probably not going to be done before it even is really officially released. But, oh well. I- I'd actually spend money on this, God help me. Uh <laughs> Another new who says cat decided to try sleeping on his clothes he had laid out for, uh, from going to work this morning. It thankfully it didn't shed, so it was okay. 
<laughs> I, can, I can see his clothes right now. There's not much cat hair. <laughs> Speaking of cats, where is Eowyn? Who knows where Douglas's cat is. So that's it for the news. So we move on to a moment of awesome. I think Do we have I some moments? so, but I don't. Man, you stole my moment mm. of awesome there. You just... <laughs> well, we can... Do you want to skip the moment of also head straight into the main work? I have nothing particular at the moment. I mean, I have Devil Survivor, but... Yeah, that would be my other thing. So, no, I'm, I have nothing, apparently. <laughs> okay, well. In that case, I actually circumvented Kevin with my surprise news post that he wrote. <laughs> so, we're going to move on, straight on, to our features presentation. Subject at hand, our panel, if you will. Soul Leader. The role of rail will now be played by the Douglas. That's right. You guys like it. It's better this way and you know it. It is. So, Soul Eater. Soul Eater. It's a manga. And an anime. And an anime. And a drama CD. Are they making a video game out of it? Yes. There's been a couple actually, I think, already. Yeah. Okay, good. It's a little bit of everything. Considering it's in the same, um, it's Square Enix's monthly Shonen um, Gangan or Gangan anthology. Video games get made of this stuff. Yeah, that's probably well, the only reason for Square Enix to sponsor something is to make a video game out of it. I have to say, first of all, watching the anime, it had a lot... You could definitely get kind of the video game feel out of it. Like, it had a lot of things where I was I was kind of sitting there watching it and going, okay, I can see how this boss battle would be going down. You know, you could almost sort of get the feel of how the gameplay would be, just from watching the anime, which is pretty amazing, considering that I'm pretty certain it was an anime first before the game came out, and a manga even before the anime came out. Yes. Indeed. It's sort of one of those situations where it's very obvious that the storytelling styles are very heavily lended from from an RPG setting, but it flows very, very well. The manga was written by um, Atsushi Okubo, and the anime adaptation was done by Bones. Which is in things like Cowboy Bebop. More importantly, Full Metal Alchemist. Both versions of Full Metal Alchemist. Both versions. And actually it was a... It was actually a bone of contention. This is... Soul Eaters had a long and sordid history of the awesome cast. And that, from the very first episode, Erickson was like, let's review that. There's only been an episode. Let's review that. We can't just review an episode. Like, because I learned from the first Full Metal Alchemist that sometimes even Bones things can end horribly without warning. They can. And so that's why we tend to wait till things are actually completely done before we actually do an actual review type giant segment about it. Which is really where the moment of awesome came from, too, you know. Which we didn't have. Yeah, because we we really wanted to we really wanted to talk about Soul Eater, but there just wasn't enough Soul Eater out right then. Yeah. I think at that point I had gone to read the manga and the manga in my opinion, wasn't as good as the anime, but that since has actually turned around. Like, the manga's actually really, really picked up. I, I don't yeah. know, something happened with the art style, and you could suddenly tell the difference between Soul and uh, Black, Black Star, Star suddenly. Yeah, you know. I, well, actually, I've never looked at a single page of the manga myself, but I watched the anime. They've got their both distinct styles. Um, the, the anime does some things way better than the manga does, but the manga does some really neat things the anime just couldn't do. Mm. Like, Black Star's fighting style is so much more awesome in the manga. Like, they do this weird sort of, um, almost like chalk, charcoal type texture to his all this stuff. Like, you see all these really, you know, these sharp, you know, correctly drawn lines, you know, that you see in manga nowadays. But suddenly he does this stuff, it's all this, you know, charcoal outlines and whatnot. 
Huh. And it totally, the, just the variation of style completely changes just for that sort of thing. It really, it brings out his, you know, ninja, uh, uh, ninja-ness enough. More so than you would ever see in anything like Naruto or even One Piece or mo- most other shonen things. Which I thought was really neat. Hmm. Okay, might have to look at the manga. But I guess we should say what Soul Eater really is. It's a, it's a shonen series. Yeah, it's a so- shonen series about these kids who go to a school. It's it's kind of ambivalent the entire time what, what level of school Or if they in. even take classes that have anything to do with normal subjects. It's the Deaf Weapon Meister Academy. Yeah. yeah. They learn how to kill evil people with people who turn into magic weapons. And it's ran by the God of Death. Yes. So you know he knows what he's talking about. In Death City, Arizona. Death City, Arizona? Yep. They know what real salsa should taste like. They do. It tastes like, like death. death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. And the goal is eventually to get your, your, your weapon to become a death scythe. Which is like the penultimate or the ultimate weapon that you can be. And then it, they work directly under the god the god of death himself who then takes it as his own weapon and usually the meisters turn into like the teachers to teach other yeah promising students and they're pretty much out there to take out demons cuz demons are evil and need to be taken out as you know yes. demons are well, what to do it's like people who's the demons are basically people though whose souls have become really twisted twisted corrupt they also there's a thing of where uh, in order to become a death scythe, you have to take the the weapon has to eat uh, ninety nine souls and then a witch's soul. Yeah. Is it ninety nine or hundred? I thought it was ninety nine. I think it's ninety nine. Ninety nine evil souls and one witch soul. Okay, presumably an evil witch. Although there's not much of an alternative ever presented. <laughs> well, they uh, have a few good witches later on in the manga. Yeah. Not in the anime, but in the yeah, manga. Yeah, in the anime, there's no good witches. There's um, indifferent well, witches. But Well, the witches, all unfortunately, all their magical powers are inherently destructive and corrupting. Mm. Like, there's, there's unfortunately, there's no way for them to physically be good people. It's just not in them. And so that's why they tend to enjoy the whole thing of demons coming out and why they tend to be the main antagonists. Those commies. I know. And there's other things that, you know, that, of course, demons, they want to release the their uh, crazy Kishin, Lord, God, head, bad, insane dude, to unleash insanity upon the world, and they want to stop that. Yeah, that's kind of To various is. levels of success. So, yes. There's these and so you've got, and the, t- the show, you know, follows... The exploits of three main weapon and meister teams. Yeah. The main, of course, of Maka and Soul Leader. Who knew? Yeah. Who, <laughs> you know. Yeah, the, the main, one of the main characters' names is actually Soul Eater. Soul so like, Eater Evans. <laughs> yes. Such a wonderful American name, isn't it? Yeah. Mostly goes by Soul. <laughs> yes. And Maka is the daughter of a Deaf Scythe. And the Deaf Scythe's wife... We're not sure if they're divorced or not. They're definitely separated. We're not quite sure where Maka's mother is, only that she travels the world. Occasionally sends a postcard. You know, I noticed throughout the course of the show, as I'm sure many fans also noticed, that Maka and Soul live together. Yeah, they they do. do. Yeah. Uh, You know, they, they obviously have their own rooms. I'm not sure if it's like a brother sister kind of deal or if it's. More just kind of a general partnership that's going on, but Maka doesn't live with her father. No sign of Soul's parents, although in the manga they explain Soul's parents a little bit better. Uh, and you know, I'm not sure if they they generally imply that all the Meisters live yes. with their weapons. Like I think they actually show uh, they actually show Death the Kid and his two yeah, those two. Pistol girl sisters. They live. They seem to live with him, and I don't, Black Star and Subaki seem to always be together. I... Yeah, and and so be, because of that, it it really that was one of the other reasons. You know, earlier I said 
that it's really kind of ambiguous as to what level of schooling this is supposed yeah. to be equivalent to. Like, I'm not sure if this is supposed to be college level equivalent or if this is also well not high entirely school true. level equivalent because the kids look like yeah. they're supposed to be in high school, right? But they do a lot. Of, a lot of the way they act is uh, as if they're college students. Yeah. I've also noticed that it's not 100 percent true, but most of the weapon meister pairings are opposite gender. Hmm. It's not. It's not always. True, like that's true with the main cast. But I mean, not always, but more. I think it's true more often than not. I mean, aside from uh, Ox Dude, yeah, like well, Oxford Ox Dude and, and uh, the the kid, the the girl is partners with uh, the girl who turns into fire. Right. Like those, those are two same sex couples that I can think of. Minya and Stein and yeah. Maka's father were originally a pair and they're both guys. But... Yeah, but that had homoerotic undertones all out the wazoo. It does. I it... mean, it really did. Uh, there's even a joke in the ser- in the series where they're talking about, uh, Maka's father is talking about how, you know, he, he liked he liked Stein, they were great friends and all that, but he didn't really like being his, he didn't really like being his weapon because sometimes he'd go to sleep and he thought that Stein would do experiments on him, and Stein's reaction is just like, oh, you mean you didn't know? And then everybody else's reaction is, you mean you just thought? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, aside from that, I mean, even like, you know, the dude with the the two pots of fire and lightning, or they're both, you know, little girls, I mean, won't be to anyone who gets, you know, tapped with Excalibur. (laughs) <laughs> um, we're not sure what Excalibur is it's the worst yet best version of of the King Arthur story since Mer- the new BBC series Merlin um, <laughs> oh Excalibur's awesome so yeah we got Maka we got Soul then you got um, you know and Maka's you know, I said her dad's a deaf scythe and her mom's off training Soul's got his own thing and Soul's the only one besides Maka's father that actually turns into a scythe just throwing that out there Go fig. <laughs> you know all the other deaf scythes don't turn to scythes. They turn well, to... They, they make a point of that. And yeah. that at one point, uh, the god of death says, you know, that uh, spirit, which is uh, Maka's father's name, is the only death scythe that is actually a scythe. <laughs> and that is why he keeps him around. <laughs> you know, just think, you know, sometimes you need a scythe. Just, you know. Our next set was, you know, is Death the Kid. Who is the son of... Of Shinigami. Yes, who was a crazy... He's the best version of a death god ever. He's completely OCD, and while it's played for laughs a lot of times in the show, a lot of times it's also played in the not-funny kind of way. Yeah, he's very obsessed with symmetry. Everything has to be symmetrical, or he will freak out until it becomes symmetrical. This is Death the Kid, not Shinigami himself. Yeah, this is Death the Kid. uh, It is... They never, they really don't forget about it just because it's inconvenient ever in the show. No. They play it up any chance they right. get, even when it's creepy or weird or makes well, his life horribly annoying. Yeah, it's they do. Like he he fails a test at one point, and you really do feel bad for him because he's just sitting there crying because he can't write his name correctly because <laughs> it's not symmetrical. <laughs> It's horrible. It's funny, but it's horrible. And because, you know, we ha- one just isn't good enough, he-, he uses a pair of guns. And it took him forever to find a set of, what, what at least in gun form, they're symmetrical. Well, actually, he wasn't... If you watch that episode, it wasn't just that he wanted... Uh, it wasn't that he wanted a pair of guns. He was actually fine with any weapon. It was just the hard part was finding a pair of weapons. Yeah. Most of the weapons occur like, you know, Soul, who's just one person and he just turns into this, or Subaki, who's just this weapon and she turns into this. He had to find two people who turned into the same weapon. And that was his trouble. And but he, he eventually. And Patty. Yeah, he found Liz and Patty. The Thompson sisters. Oh, I love Liz and Patty. They're great. Uh, they turned and, into pistols. Me and my friend Esther talked about cosplaying Liz and Patty. The sad thing was the realization that I was going to be Patty. I know Patty can be pretty badass when yeah. when Patty wants to Liz be. Liz is actually a bit more of a scaredy cat than Patty. Of course, like, I just don't think Patty knows what fear is. And as much as they're perfectly symmetrical as guns, they're totally not symmetrical as people. 
Liz is really tall. Patty's a little bit short. Liz has big boobs. Patty's a little bit flat. Liz has long brown hair. Patty has short blonde hair. So they're not really symmetrical. You they know, they Liz tend to stand doesn't have right. that much on the trunk. Patty does. <laughs> you yeah. know, just they pretty much balance each other out by being asymmetrical, <laughs> in, in, in all ways possible. Well, I think that's also part of the joke is yeah. yeah. How well they balance things out. Yeah, and of course, Kid also has three little white marks on one side of his hair. Which drives him insane. Which, you'll find out later on, is actually very important. Yeah, but... And, but, you know, I mean, Liz has got, you know, she's the, she's the office worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she doesn't want to do any more work that's absolutely necessary. You know, she's constantly doing her nails. Patty's insane. She's just you know a that, child at heart. An insane child. You know that child. one test that I was talking to you about where Kid failed because he couldn't write his name properly? Patty got marks for creativity because rather than actually take the test, she drew, she colored it, and then turned it to a paper mache giraffe, and then grappled the giraffe for looking <laughs> at her funny. <laughs> Patty's a special character. One that the anime world is much better having had. Yes. <laughs> and almost as crazy as Blackstar, or, or other Meister, who's the ultimate version of Naruto. Yes. He's extreme Naruto. He is the best ninja ever. He is. In both possible ways. Both the loud, obnoxious, I'm going to kick your ass ninja, as well as being a super stealthy quiet, shadowy ninja. He just occasionally forgets he's being stealthy and shouts at the top of his lungs. <laughs> if he said believe it, I'd believe it. <laughs> and his partner is uh, Tsubaki. Who... Who's the only person to keep his raging ego in check by going along with the flow. Yeah. Any flow. Yeah. Thank God it's his flow. <laughs> she actually can turn into several weapons, like a chain and sickle, a shuriken, a sword. Again, this is something where they only lightly touch on it in the anime, but in the manga they go into a little bit more detail. Uh, she actually comes from a long line of, of of weapons. Like, her entire family for generations back is... Oh, so they've all been, like, lots of different weapons. And yeah, are very... Down. A very prestigious, you know, weapon family, and one of the things that her big brother—you remember the yeah, story arc that yeah, was with her brother, who was the creepy takeover people sword. Yeah, like he could turn into like the ultimate sword, but he was always jealous of Subaki because Subaki could turn into basically all of the family weapons, whereas he was stuck as the super sword. Yeah, the awesome badass sword that was stronger than any of the rest of them. Boy, he had it so rough. <laughs> but my tendency to drive the, the user insane and okay, so kill a, everybody. And... There's a little drawback. Is this yeah. the night we all Why believe? am I cursed with awesome? Oh, cursed with awesome. You know, it's, it's sort of like Zoro's sword from <laughs> One Piece. But, again, that's in it with Blackstar's hand. And who needs three swords when you have one sword that can do everything? True. Yeah. And, and these are our main our main team of O heroes. I like how the series actually gives you one. The anime gives you like one episode with each before you get really into the I'm main. Pretty story. sure the manga does something similar. I yeah, think it does, it does, but you actually get like one episode with each before you get into any real story. You get introduced to the three main characters one episode at a time. It's kind of weird that they 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 very quickly establish the premise of they're trying to get a hundred souls. Yeah. They turn them to death size. And they sort of abandon that plot thread immediately. <laughs> yeah. For, like, their main actual storyline. It's just, yeah. it's background information you need to know, but then they go, whatever. Here's the actual story. Yeah, this is more important. Okay. <laughs> Which, more or less, was well, so far has been their conflict with the witches. It's so, like, again, that just feels like RPG mechanic to me. Like, they've introduced this game mechanic that, oh, by the way, to level up, you need to be doing this. Oh, but here's the actual plot. Yeah, that's tr- that's really <laughs> that true. true. I never thought about it that way, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. It's by the way, if you want to actually get any better at anything, eat some souls. <laughs> yeah, it's 
And I guess they do all their leveling up in the ba- behind the scenes. And yeah, it's not important. They totally just run gonna, old levels. We're not going to spend an episode on grinding. That would be silly. We have other filler we can put in there, like Excalibur. <laughs> oh, God. Excalibur now, is, is Excalibur the best Excalibur in the filler. manga? Once. He's, le- he's in the manga, or at least I read this online. He's like in the manga much less than the anime. Yeah. But they love him, so they put him in as many episodes of the anime as they can get away with. Yeah, like the first Excalibur episode, like when Death the Kid goes to get him, that's in the manga. Everything after that is just kind of... Just like, it's, it's, it's all Excalibur. Great, so, you know. <laughs> like, oh man, I wish there was more Excalibur in the manga. Excalibur is the most epic troll that ever trolled Trollville. <laughs> he is. He is. Like, <laughs> he's this little if, cartoon caricature of something, God knows what. If anyone was in for the lols, even more so than Merlin from Sword in the Stone, the Disney film, it's this Excalibur. Oh, God. Didn't, like... We th- cannot explain Excalibur. I don't think we can. They, in, in, the Excal- in the original Excalibur episode, they begin to you by explaining... That uh, whoever shall hold Excalibur shall become a hero of might greater than any other. Well, after our little run-in from Excalibur, the audience is supposed to leave the experience with the understanding that, no, it's actually the other way around. Only the greatest hero ever could tolerate Excalibur. Yes. He has a life story that involves clips from West Side Story, um, film noir dramas, just a little bit of King Arthur... (laughs) Uh, and God knows what if else. If you can get him to talk about, well, he'll talk. He'll talk. And he'll talk. He'll and also, he'll talk some more. He'll also ask you questions, and when you start to answer, he'll say, shut up. <laughs> Isn't it voice edited by What's-His-Face that voice acts lots of things? Yeah, uh, he's uh, Toga and Utena. Oh, he's uh, Moo, La Flaga, and Gundam Seed. He's actually, he's a lot of voice actors. But he's an initial D. I'm also pretty sure he's Zex and Gundam Wing, but, uh. <laughs> He's a good go-to voice actor for all sorts of roles. He was actually. a mosquiton. Yeah. Well, he can he, be funny, he can be serious, he can be a serious character who occasionally has to be really funny. I feel funny. this was his perfect role. It was. Ever. Because, oh my god. But anyway, that's Excalibur. Excalibur. Going to California. He has a theme song. He, he sings a, it all the time. He sings it a lot. All the time. <laughs> so Medusa, she's a witch and she's evil. And they should burn her. She's ostensibly the main villain. She's obsessed with yes. snakes. In case you couldn't figure it out because her name is Medusa. Medusa. Well, all the all the witches in Soul Eater have some sort of uh, yeah, have some sort of uh, animal, animal theme. theme. Yeah, There's like one that's a mouse, one that's a uh, frog. I'm, the joke, the first episode. They, I'm going to go ahead and spoil the first episode for you guys because it's a pretty, uh, lulz, no. it's a pretty lulstastic spoiler. So I would actually consider this a spoiler, but whatever. Anyhow, there's in the first episode, Soul has already collected 99 souls, and they're going to get a witch's soul. And this witch that they go get, she has a very big cat and pumpkin theme. All of Soul Eater, in terms of the art, kind of has this sort of, like, Halloween town kind of feel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, it, it has that throughout the entire series. It's this great stylistic theme. Um, but, and it's highlighted particularly in this episode with the cat and the pumpkin witches. Well, it turns out, once they finally capture the witch and Soul eats her soul, and then she springs out again. She's like, darn it, that's one of, that's one of my nine lives lost forever. And, and Sol did not gain any powers. He goes, what the hell? Why didn't I gain any powers? I just ate a witch, and how did the witch just reincarnate? I know I ate her. She goes, oh, I'm not a witch, I'm a cat. I'm just very magically... I'm just incredibly magically powerful cat. <laughs> and she's a reoccurring character throughout the anime. She becomes their pet. Yes. And, of course, because of that, they... She was like, oh, you sort of ate an innocent life. Yeah, you're to forfeit all your souls. You're back to level one. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, kids. So yeah. you start off awesome in the demo, in the tutorial mode, then you get your ass handed to you and you're back to level one. Yeah. Just like Metroid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. Get another video game. Yeah, yeah go figure. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I told, I told you, there were just a lot of things in this story that were really 
video game like, but more on the witches. Witches. But so, on the witch. So there, the cat witch isn't really a witch, but there is a mouse witch who's actually a collection of how many sisters was it? It's like seven, yeah, seven, eight. It lots. was it, it, a couple, several sisters were actually the were actually the mice sisters, but they could all combine to form a more powerful witch. And the more powerful mouse witch faced off against the cat witch at one point. And it was a contest to see whose boobs were bigger. It was really magnificent. (laughs) It was a fan service battle more than an actual battle. But there's also the frog witch. Mm -hmm. There's the Medusa, the snake witch, who's arguably the main villain. Arachne. Yeah, Arachne. A spider themed, as you might guess. She tries to be the main villain, but... Yeah, she doesn't really pull that off in, I think, either well, version. Well, she, well, I mean, just recently in the manga, things have happened. In the anime, things, of course, happen because the anime actually does end. Um, the anime had to tie up. She does, she does present a, a very formal major villain and probably the first super major important boss of the first, of the first real... Yeah, she does manage to story harass arc them a lot. The initial Medusa story arc. She does manage to bring their lives a lot of trouble. She has many minions under her control who are formidable foes. Yes. She's a bit more organized in the sense of people working under her. Medusa's a bit more organized in the sense of she's got like a million plots going at once. As long as one of them works out, it's good. <laughs> sort of the, the Xanatos yes. of, of the series, if you will. Because no matter what happens, she's already you know, set it up so that something else will happen that will make it okay and she's good to go. Oh, gosh. Like, you, th- like but halfway through the series, you think that Stein has beaten Medusa. Like, you really think that he has. And they even let you go a couple of episodes having thought that, she has be- that he has beaten Medusa. And then there's an episode. And you realize, oh, crap. And you realize quite how evil Medusa really is. You mean the episode where she takes over the body of a small There's spoilers in there's spoilers. Of a small snowmobile that has an awesome snowmobile race scene. Just like wacky races and souls on the back and then there's that dog going It was great. Then you know Black Star trying to catch up right behind him and and then Death Kid was still like on the on the on the very start because he can't go because the wheels aren't symmetrically aligned. Yeah, it was a great episode. Well, you know, it's it's this real point between Medusa and Arachne to really look at kind of like their evil styles. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Medusa, she had her henchmen working under her, like she had the frog girl working under her, and she had uh, the werewolf guy working under her. But both those people were, were sort of coerced into their positions. Yeah. Like, they didn't really want to be working for her, they just had to. They even have some likable qualities that make you feel bad that they have to do some of this stuff. Yeah, but Arachne, Arachne's people, like they, Mosquito and the Chainsaw Guy... They want to work yeah, for her. They want to be working for her. She finds evil bastards who will work for her and with her. <laughs> well, if you also know, she's also much more spectacle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her vil- villainy, whereas Medusa's much more subdued. Medusa likes to... Medusa likes to get things yeah. done. Arachne likes to establish empires. Yes. Yeah, and... Because Medusa's sort of doing it to see what will happen. Yes. Like, she just wants to see stuff blow up for the sake of watching it crumble and she's just how it crumbles. She's much more chaos for chaos's sake. Whereas Arachne wanted to build her evil empire of crazy. Rule the world! Like any decent supervillain. Yes. But you can't, you know, but you can't say crazy unless you're, like, saying Kishen. Ah, yes, the Kishen. Oh, Kishen. Who's way currently way more important in the anime than he has yet to be in the manga? Like he exists, you'll find out it happens, and then the manga he immediately takes a back seat, and he's there, but you don't really talk about him. Whereas the anime became much more of a central focus point, probably because the anime had to end. It needed a main. It needed a main villain. They know they only had fifty odd episodes to work in. Eh. So about episode 30, around, around the time of Brew, um, the battle for Brew, everything diverges. Mm-hmm. And a two very, very different directions. Like radically different directions. Like where the anime is going headline to finish up 
whereas the manga is setting the stage for their brand new story arc and to finish the current story arc and then start a brand new story arc to keep going. And so you sort of after that point you get the, and the anime does they do Bones does a really good job of trying to put in as much from what's happening in the manga in the anime just in different ways but it does they do diverge at that point pretty radically. Well I, and I do have to say this about the ending for Soul Eater like uh, I'm not going to say that the ending was disappointing it, it was as epic as the ending should have been the problem, and it definitely wasn't anticlimactic either, um, it did reach quite a climax. It managed to tie everything together. Like, yeah. even though it was a... even though Tacked it was on a, ending. Yeah. Even though it was a compiled ending, it just... The feel of it just felt like it was too... It was, like, precisely as awesome as you were expecting it to be. It was precisely... <laughs> As you know, it yeah. just it felt too it felt too fixed, fixed together. Like it was done well, but it just felt like it could have been done better from how the rest of the show was had gone. That's funny. It's like about the middle of the series. That's like I was like, boy, I hope the anime ends exactly how it ends. And I'm thinking they won't do that, but that's how it happens. <laughs> so shall we take a break and then go into spoiler territory? No, nah, I think we're fine. Just going straight on. Into okay. spoiler territory. There's right. headhunters there. Are doing spoiler territory. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, well then we're taking a break. Uh, just so you know, the manga is coming out right now from Yen Press. They're doing their sort of their uh, Yen Press uh, anthology. And starting October, they actually will be releasing this in actual manga volumes. And Funimation does have the license. So we probably should see DVD releases at some point in the future. I'm already prepared to hate it in a couple of years at AWA. Oh, yeah. So... Say I'm good. Um, so that that ending, punching out, Maka punches out the kitchen. Yeah, like they do all this awesome stuff to fight her, find him, and in the end, the only thing that works is just a straight up normal punch. Like there's nothing special about the punch whatsoever. Other than it's Maka in full on righteous fury mode. But, well, true. Yeah. The kitchen has a great line at the end uh, where. Uh, He's asking Maka, you know, how could she do all this? And she just is like, well, it's just courage. You just did it. But you knew that, it, but you knew it wouldn't work. You knew it was blah, 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 blah. If it's failure and blah, blah, blah. Aren't you scared? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, no, I just did it. At <laughs> <laughs> the kitchen after she said that was just like, oh, I see. Well, then, I guess courage isn't so different from insanity. And, it was pretty awesome. I mean, like, it pretty much explodes, but... Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, the whole does-not-compute thing occurred, and <laughs> they, they figured one thing... She could figure one thing after, you know, he's beaten, you know, freaking Black everybody. Star and Kid. Like, every, he beats everybody. He beats the God of Death. He beats all the friends. He beats the weapons. It's like, the only thing that's left is Maka. No weapons. No weird extra powers. Just... There well, she is. They, they keep saying over the entire thing of, yes, the only thing that will be able to beat the Kenjin is Maka's anti-demon wavelength that she learned from her mother. And then she totally tries that on Kenjin. Doesn't do shit. Doesn't work. She's like, I'm not a demon. I'm just what? a dude. I'm just really crazy and have superpowers because I'm totally insane. 
Or he's a god. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Well, it's like, but isn't that part of kind of what happens? That's what creates the demon is the human goes yeah. completely crazy. But who who cares? But, yeah, it's he's just some dude who's really crazy and is invincible. He's apparently so crazy it's become pure crazy. And therefore does not count as demonic crazy. It's like the living embodiment well, of crazy. Uh, kind of what I think the point that they were trying to make with the Kenshin on, on maybe a more... Not intellectual, but... Philosophical? Yeah, on a more philosophical level, was that the... And it's a point that they kind of made over and over again throughout throughout the anime and throughout the manga, is that fear it's Like, we always say, you know, you have nothing to fear but fear itself. And then there are the, those stand-up people who sit there and talk and go, there is there is no good and evil, there's only love and fear. And, and, you know, all that kind of cheesy crap. Yeah. Well, I think the Soul Eater manga... An anime is sitting there and saying something that's actually radically different from that line of thought, which is that fear is not a bad thing. Fear is not actually something that you should try to eradicate, that you should try to get rid of. It's actually a very powerful thing in your life. It's just what you do with your fear that winds up making a difference. Because over and over again, Maka shows that she is frightened, she is scared of things, and it's actually when Maka's, uh, her most afraid that she ends up usually doing her best because she can pull up more courage. Yeah. And it's awesome when she pulls up courage. And what's really weird is that, you know, now she does like her super, her like her, she actually learns her anti-demon wavelength thing, um, actually where her soul turns into a really cool looking scythe. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually the power of courage thing that happened. It does happen in the manga. She actually faces that clown thing that kid fights. Ah, yeah, the freaky yeah. clowns. Um, That'll make you have to find like, courage. Jack has to go to, like, a fear factory, where it's actually a factory that produces, like, insanity and fear. Mm-hmm. And the clown is, like, one is like the thing that runs it. And he's, like, been around for millennia. He's almost, he's he's actually older than the Kishis. He's not as powerful. And he's, like, and she defeats him with pure courage. And that's when the inner courage transforms soul into it, the more uber mode. Yeah. That's actually how she gets it, but they didn't do that in the, in the uh, anime, because anime. you know they didn't have time for that. that was its own whole separate arc. That would have been a couple of episodes by itself. But there's other things like you know Budokaki Joe is completely different. He dies. Yeah. In the manga. Yeah. It's... He still likes coffee, but that's about the only similarity. Yeah. yeah. He's actually his actual power is that he's actually really he's a really touch of wavelengths uh-huh. so much he can tell when people are lying. And he's able to snuff out. He's pretty much the uh, Inquisition hmm. for the uh, Shinigami. Inquisition, what a show. The Inquisition. Go, 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 go. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh. You know, it's... I expected it to be Justin almost from appearance, but whatever. <laughs> it was. Hmm. Justin was the bad guy. Really? Yeah. In the manga? Yeah. He That's was, frightening. He, he, was, uh, he was actually he was the guy who killed, but he was actually the villain. Like, he was underground. Like, when he's listening to his earphones, he's not listening to the Shinigami, he's listening to the Kishin. Well, that's freaky. I really like Justin in the anime, too. That's like, kind of scary. Yeah, he's actually teamed up with the Chainsaw Dude. That just ain't right. Or they, they is still it? Pissed, they still hate each other. Oh, well, that's cool, then. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can go like, with that. you know, you find out that, like, one of the Meisters is actually secretly a witch, but she's actually a witch that can only heal. So, she can't destroy. No, the other witches like her, I guess. Yes, she yeah, got kicked out of the witches. Exactly. You suck as a witch. You're out. <laughs> What's her theme? Uh, healing, like. Oh, so she doesn't have an animal theme? No, she doesn't have an animal oh, theme. Oh, that's lame. Like. That's another reason Probably because she she's out. She, she probably was your established as a meister. Mm. Yeah, that's also so. why they kicked her out. No animal theme. Can't destroy anything. Oh, you are so out of the witches. We're taking away your memory. What's really card. funny is the Black Star fight with um, Samurai Dude mm-hmm. is the same, only the reasons are different. <laughs> of course it is. Like in, in the anime, he sits there and he goes, I will not choose the path of a warrior. I will choose my own path. Ah! And in the manga, it's literally the same thing, only he says, I'll choose the path of the warrior. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the exact same fight. <laughs> Black Star. <laughs> Like, it's like, I will not choose the path of the demon, I will choose the path of the warrior. Have at thee! Rawr! I choose the path of pants! Like, it was just <laughs> <Yes>. like... <laughs> it's... Oh, man. 
sometimes I don't know how to feel about Blackstar because <laughs> because a lot of times like he does kind of go off on that crazy like Naruto binge thing and well some of Naruto is good some of it not so much and he's kind of like the bad parts of Naruto. But it's exaggerated but then, to the point where he's funny. Well, well, not only is it exaggerated to the point where it's funny, but then he does things like that, like we're talking about, and that's almost more more reminiscent of the old school ninja anime, like Ninja Scroll. And, yeah. Oh, there's a couple of others that I'm thinking of that I know I watched, but I can't remember what they're called Dagger, now. Dagger Fumui. Yeah, that's it. That's an awesome one. You know, like, he does a lot of this stuff that harkens back to the old school ninjas, and it's just so badass. <laughs> But that's and that's that's Soul Eater, really. I mean, it's you know, it, it's a really really good shonen series that's similar in many ways, but different in a lot of others. Like one of the, me and Douglas were talking one time driving down the road about the whole RPG elements and how, if you think about it, most of the shonen shows you see are a bunch of a series of one on one fights, mm-hmm. whereas Soul Eater takes things at a team level every time, every single time. Like, oh my god, they pair up into a party. So often. <laughs> They're like, okay, we're this party, and we're going to go over here. Then you guys form that party, and you go over there. And... But it also makes sense from a standpoint, because they're acting not quite like a military, but a bunch of special forces units. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're off doing things, and so you would work as teams to go take out strategic locations. Well, not to knock the whole shonen genre of one-on-one fighting, but that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've got some ungodly powerful thing, like, dogpile people, come on, just all go at it. Well, that's what they do, they do individual things, and yeah, but... Like, you know, like, in, in One Piece, I think, was the example that we were using, is that the characters may all go off together, but then when the big, bad, bad guy shows up, you know, like, Sanji will turn off and go, okay, I'll fight this guy, and then the rest of them will keep running, and then some other... Baddie will catch up and Zoro will turn off and go, okay, I'll fight this guy. And then eventually he'll one by one wean them off to their own individual battles. Until Luffy finds someone to fight. Well, yeah, until <laughs> Luffy finds the big boss to or fight. Or he may go fight, go back and fight every last one of them and the big boss. It depends on the story arc. But, and, and you know, most most uh, shonen shows follow that yes. follow that pattern. Like, Bleach does it too, and you it, know. It can, it can be enjoyable, but it's interesting to see when someone does well, something different. Well, even Dragon Z one, you know, the, well, they just have one boss. They go, I will fight you, I lose. I will fight you, I lose. They I will go fight you, I lose. One at a time. I'm Goku. <laughs> they go one at a time. Until get their Goku shows up. Well, and, and in Soul Eater, they don't do that. All three of them go up against one big bad guy. <laughs> and many times we'll do this whole hormone, you know, we'll try to harmonize with each other to, to make themselves better as a unit. To... You know, kind of like a RPG party. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. there may be more than one bad guy at a time fighting them as well, but yeah, not usually. Not often. <laughs> but, you know, and it's, 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 Actually, refre- I'm not thinking of a good example either. It's a but... really refreshing change of pace. You know, and also with a very, very Halloween y. Sort of art style. It looks yeah, it the... looks generic and yet different at the exact same time. I enjoy the sun and the moon. The moon, oh yeah, the which moon is, a, is something crazy. It's this crazy. It's like a crescent moon with a face on it that's got like dripping blood from its mouth. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, the, and the, the sun's a big laughing ball of fire that's like ha 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 ha. Well, sometimes like late in the day, the sun will get tired. Yeah, yeah. Like the the sun and the moon have personality in the show, and it's. It's it's quite epic. Uh, I really think that probably the best time to watch Soul Eater would actually be to marathon the whole series on Halloween. Oh god! Or like not not on Halloween, but like that Around. week. Yeah, it would yeah. be a, it is actually would be impossible to get it done in one day. Yeah, I'd do it in chunks. Yeah. Maybe do it in chunks. Well, break. maybe in one day if you did if you like didn't go anywhere to pee or stop to eat, you could maybe watch it in one day. Well, I mean, it's fifty two episodes. That's well, you know, it's only like 24 minutes an episode, so you do, I think you would, you know, but that's a mathematical problem, not really a <laughs> helpful guide. No, no, I just, I, I was just saying that I think it would put you in a good, in the Halloween spirit. Halloween spirit, yeah. Or just, you know, marathon a bunch of, like, like pick out a story arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a good that. chunk of it. it but it, it's good times, it's good fun. Very well animated, very action animated, is cool. Bones did a very good job, and a much, much better ending adaptation. While drastically different, and I know a lot of people bitch complain, it still keeps the the actual spirit of the manga there. It's there. It's just they had to clean everything. They finish up cleanly, 
And boy, does it finish cleanly. It does. It really does. What I said earlier was true. It ties up. It ties up all the loose ends. It doesn't. It's not one of those endings that leaves you sitting there going, "But what about this and this and this and this?" You know. It. And they it's all very lived happily ever after. Just like an RPG. Yes. And no one was in World War One. Yes. Always a plus. Yes. Thank God Nazis and Hitler did not get involved in this and that. Like, Maybe someone told Bones that as soon as you bring up Nazis, you lose. Like I hope they did. That was my biggest worry watching this show. Was like, so the, I know at the very last episode, it's going to turn out that the Kishin's Hitler, <laughs> <laughs> or that the secret of Shibusen is that it was created from the bones of World War Two or something. It was found in a consecration camp, consecration camp or something. In Arizona. Concentration camps. In Arizona. Who knows? I don't know. Really? It could have been crazy, but they didn't do it. And I applaud them for it. show give it a hundred souls of awesome perfect marks um i'll give it i'll give it seven souls one for each main character give it one mighty oh my god did you just punch out cthulhu of awesome (laughs) and with that i said check us out awesomecast.com Send us some emails, awesomecast at gmail.com. Leave us some voicemail, whatever. And until next week, we are out.